Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. I am not ready for another one. Written by Lustful. I am not ready for another one. It is a thought I keep thinking as I find myself struggling to suppress tears now that I am away from everyone. I walk into my dimly lit garage to strap on an old worn leather in my hand, feeling far heavier than it should. It's a brown leather strap adorned with silver bones on it, all that I still have of a friend that I had to make in the final decision on. As I drop the strap into a toolbox, I walk past the board on the wall. It's a rough cut board with four other collars hanging from it, all unique and bearing the tags of those I'll never forget. I let my hand run across each as I walk past. Just the touching brings back emotional torrents of memories. As I walk deeper into my garage, looking for the tools to do with this dreaded ceremony, I can't help but remember the former owner of the collar. The collar would soon be retired amongst those who came before him, each of which qualified as a paragon of loyalty, dedication, and any number of other admirable traits. But above all else, I'll never forget Flush's playful friendship. His love for my family had been absolute, yet after ten short years, cancer had gotten to him. He had long since grayed when we saw his legs first fail. I quickly began to notice the other signs thereafter, the weight loss, the loss of interest in food, lethargy. It was time. I would not let him die slowly or in agony. In his death, I hope he finds peace from this worldly pain. The burden of grief weighs upon me as I let my hands rummage through the cluttered counter. My kids seem to be kinder understand, but he had been there for them for as long as they could remember. It hasn't soaked in yet. They were grieved too. Finally, despite the blurry eyes, I find what I'm after, a two-inch nail and a claw hammer, so I can retire his collar. Gone, yet not forgotten. I make my way through the large garage towards that shrine. As I stand and look at the other ancient collars, I can't help but see both good and bad times. The first collar on that wall was a ratty blue fabric strap. It had belonged to Jeff. Its light blue was frayed on the edges from him running through the woods and weeds. I was but a kid when he had him, growing up in the rural countryside. He was a mutt, but I can't keep my eyes from drifting to the slight discoloration of his final lesson to me. I almost smile at the thought of his light-colored fur racing through the weeds as we ran around in the woods as kids. My brother and I without the burdens and responsibility of adulthood. In the end, he taught me the difference between responsibility and accountability. I had been responsible for him, and I failed. As with all of his type, they are predators and have the drive to kill prey that must be checked. I was more focused on playing with him than training him. Jeff escaped one day and killed a coop full of chickens. 
He was held accountable. There was a merciful clean shot to the head, which ended his life prematurely. We could not afford for it to happen again. I ensured that he didn't see it coming. The only kindness left to me. I dug the hole and buried him as well. The next collar is a black leather strap. No fancy decoration or adornment. Didn't even have his name on it. Wimp. Wimp had been the runt of his litter. And we had too many mouths to feed and not enough to keep a pack of strays dumped in the woods. People who dump their dogs, I believe, will have a special ring in hell. The betrayal of trust such as it kills me. I have seen their dogs sit there when they are dumped, waiting for their owners to come back to get them, until someone either puts them down or they starve. Worse yet, for those who live in the area the dog gets dumped in, he either goes after their livestock or has to find a family who can afford to keep him. Wimp's mother had been such a dog, another mutt, part shepherd, part hound, we believe, but had no weight, no... We came out to find that she had a litter of puppies. We gave away those we could, but in the end, we knew that we would never find homes for all of them. Wimp was not supposed to survive, but the one of his brothers accidentally took his place. I can't help but smile despite my tears looking at the collar. He had always been one to beat the odds. As the dog got older, he outlived all his peers. They succumbed to snake bites or predators, yet Wimp seemed to be guarded. Three times I thought I witnessed his demise. Once he was struck by lightning. We didn't see him for a week. We searched until he showed back up in the yard, though when the storms came he always hid under the house. The second, a neighbor was brush-hogging his pasture and ran him over. My brother and I were near and saw it as well as the neighbor. Wimp shot out the exhaust without a scratch. To this day, I cannot explain what I saw that day. Our neighbor was enamored with the dog after that. The third time was comical once we saw that he survived. He bit the tire of a school bus going down the road. He held on for three revolutions before being flung like a sack of potatoes into the ditch. It was only still for a minute before he got up and shook himself off. Wimp was a strange dog, though. He had adopted a black kitten we found dumped in a box trash in the dumpster. There were two, but the winter was harsh and only one brave enough to face Wimp and get adopted by him survived. The two of them would chase cars together. Did it for years. One day we came home to find the black cat run over. Wimp by the side of the road lying down, obviously grieving his companion. We traveled some around the time and came home one day to find Wimp's collar, but never saw him again. I know he liked me, didn't fare well, but he was well known by the neighbors, and I have always held out hope that one took him in. That dog's entire life and the impact it had should never have been but for a mix-up. He taught me a lot about looking past the labels of Runt, Names like Wimp, and even sayings about cats and dogs. He was kind to everything except running car tires, and he was tougher than any creature had any right to be. To this day, I think of that dog every time Cash's song, A Boy Named Sue, comes on. The next collar, though, is hard for me to even look at. Two remarkable dogs had it adorned, one by Mom and after its passing by Henry. 
Henry was a three-legged Neapolitan mastiff, a rescue case who faced little more than a swift death had he not. We don't know what happened to him, but it had been years, and I didn't want a dog. But my wife did. That collar looked more like a belt, almost two inches thick with studs that even worn to nubs. Blossom, my mom's dog, had been one of the most intelligent animals that I had ever met before I got Henry. Henry taught me that the true loyalty looked like we moved across the country with that dog and he was dedicated to the protection of my wife. He was intelligent. You couldn't hang towels on the fridge door. He had a bell on the back door and he rang when he needed to go out. You could tell how badly by how intense the ringing got. Henry's antics worked their way into my heart without me ever knowing it. When we had a guest, he would try and steal their beers and he would talk back constantly to my wife. Then after nine years, he started to have seizures. It scared us, so we made a vet appointment. He never made it. I came home to find him by the door and down. He was still alive, but I had seen enough death that even as I carried him to the car and rushed him to the vet, I knew that he wouldn't make it. He had held on until I got there. As I remember him dying in my arms, I again choked on emotions that I never share. It had been hard for me to get another dog after that. I had held that collar crying for hours before I could put it up the nail. Looking down the board at the next spot, I can feel the cold steel of the nail in my hands. I wipe my eyes and silently pray that I manage to drive that nail without hitting anything else in my blurred vision. Boom! I can see him running as a young dog, his distinctive fawn coloring the lean boxer body, allowing him to move incredibly fast. I remember my wife's incessance that wanting him despite me not being ready for another. The nail sinks a little way into the board. Bam! I remember how much I initially despised him. It felt like a betrayal to Henry, yet he refused to reflect it back. He wanted to play and wanted my friendship. He worked his way through a hard outer shell of my heart. My thumb is slightly purple and the nail hasn't moved. Bam! I saw my friend struggling to get up. Age and cancer robbing him of a quality of life. For two days, all he wanted to do was lie next to me and put his head on my lap and have his ears rubbed. I can't see the nail. Bam! All the college jerk that tags jingling in salute to the newest hero in their ranks. I don't know if I hit the nail or the board. Bam! The nail is set. I hang the collar, then salute that wall with a beer. As I sit and say goodbye, I can't help but muse how amazing it is that many of the virtues we strive for as people can be best seen in our closest animal friend. How long I spend there, tears on my cheek, I am not sure. But the beer is long gone. Finally, I get up and go outside, only to see my old box of challenge coins and dog bags of another sort. I can't look at that box tonight. I head upstairs for another beer. On my way, I am almost tripped over my wife's stupid terrier. I didn't want that dog. I don't need that type of pain. Move it! I rasp as I move around him. He falls in step behind me, following me to the fridge. 
then sitting beside me on the back deck as I watch the sunset. The foolish thing keeps shoving its head into my lap, and as I drink my beer, letting my hand wander, I find myself rubbing his ears. As we go on, I do my best to not notice he's following me around. After all, it's my wife's dog. I am not ready for another one. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.